0: Hi, I'm Carla. And I'm And you're listening to Screensaver, a podcast about all things pop culture, including TV, movies, books, and sports. In today's episode, we'll be discussing this year's epic NBA Final Series between the Warriors and the Cavaliers with Friend of the Podcast and our cousin, Afshan, and we'll end things with a commercial quiz. As we are recording this episode, we're currently in the middle of one of the most captivating NBA Finals series in recent memory, the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Golden State Warriors. Game 5 was yesterday, and the Warriors currently hold a 3-2 lead, with the potential to win the championship tomorrow night. It's been a series marked full of injuries, memorable press conferences, and at times, literal bloodshed we wanted to dedicate an episode of Screensaver to dissecting some of the details. As such, we thought it would be very appropriate to have this discussion with the biggest Warriors fan I know, our cousin, Afshon. Welcome to the show, Afshon.
1: Hello.
0: How are you doing? Good, how are you guys? Good. So, um... I think it was Jalen Rose that described the series as the best player in the NBA versus the best team in the NBA. What do you think of that statement?
1: Uh, I think that is 100% true, and it's evident by how these games have been playing out. Um, LeBron James has just been unbelievable through five games, averaging almost a triple-double, playing almost the entire game, just being the only shot creator and shot maker for the Cavaliers, but still down 3-2 because the Golden State Warriors have so much depth and anyone on any night can have a big game and win the game for them. So I think that's been really true, and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out uh, tomorrow and potentially Friday.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been just so exciting because it seems like this matchup is a complete coin toss. You have no idea what to expect, and... Even though the Warriors have a slight edge, it still feels like anyone could win this thing.
1: As a Warriors fan, I have said Cavs in five games, Cavs in six games, Cavs in seven games. I just don't even know what's going to happen. I am, I can't, I mean, LeBron has been playing out of his mind, so you feel like there's no way he could do more, but he's LeBron James, so you're just waiting for him to do more. I know. Um, Thankfully, Curry finally came to life last night and had an MVP player-type caliber game. So if he can keep
0: that up, I think
1: the Warriors can win it. But it's just too close to tell.
0: I know. Well, I mean, what are some of the other factors that make this series so unique?
1: Um... It's definitely um, these two teams are two completely different styles of teams. The Warriors are known for pushing the pace, for you know fast break points, and definitely a lot of three pointers. And the Cavaliers are, you know, they're more traditional, slowing it down, getting into the LeBron, getting the ball into LeBron or somebody in the post, and and working for working for the basket. Um, and I mean, that's been evident that in games. I think 1, 2 and 3 they were playing more of the Cavalier style of basketball and then the Warriors finally you know pushed the pace in games 4 and 5 and that's how they were able to win those games by double digits. Um on top of that it's just the two teams that are involved is what it makes <laughs> On top of that, just the two teams that are involved is part of what makes this so unique and historic. Um, the Cavaliers, Cleveland, has never won an NBA championship, and in fact, they, the city of Cleveland, hasn't won a sports championship since the 60s. The Golden State Warriors haven't won a championship for 40 years so these are two fan bases that are just dying for a win um two fan bases that have really stuck with their teams um through all those painful years uh so it's just been it's just been really fun to watch every game has just been
0: i know well how long have you been a warriors fan
1: I mean, since I was a kid, um, as you guys know, I grew up in a house full of Lakers fans <laughs> Despite yeah. growing up in the Bay area, but I somehow was still always kind of drawn to the Warriors. Um, that became even, um, or my, my Warriors fandom became even bigger when I was in high school and that team had, um, you know, Baron Davis and um, Matt Barnes, Monte Ellis, Andres Beardrins, and they made a finals run, or not a finals run, <laughs> they made a playoffs run. Right, right. Um, upset the Cavs in the first round, um, ended up losing in the second round. There's just still an unbelievable season. So high school, when I, was, when I was also playing basketball, really cemented my Warriors fandom. And the past few years have just been really good to Warriors fans, so. <laughs> It's been exciting.
0: Yeah, I bet. I mean, just seeing the rise of this team must be so exciting.
1: What's pretty unique about this Warriors team is that um, four of the starting five were all drafted. I think three of them were even drafted in the same year. Um, And then the rest of the team were just really good trades or signings, like Andrew Bogut they traded for. Um, Andre Godala and Leandro Barbosa and Sean Livingston—you know—veteran players mm-hmm. who they sign. So it's a good mix of young talent, but then veteran leadership who can carry you in these playoffs. And they've just done a phenomenal job building their team in kind of a short time frame.
0: Yeah, and I think coaching has definitely been a huge factor in the yeah, series too. I mean, Steve Kerr has been amazing.
1: Oh my god, he's also hilarious. <laughs> so
0: is he? I haven't heard any of the stories.
1: His press conferences are super funny. He's just very sarcastic. He used to be in the media. He used to be an analyst, um, you know, did a commentary, I think, for ABC.
0: He used to yeah, be a I think GM. I remember he that.
1: He used to, you know, he played with Michael Jordan. He played under Greg Popovich. So he's just a very smart guy, and he's just super funny. Um so he's really done a lot for this team. I mean, Mark Jackson was a great coach and did a lot, but Steve Kerr, you know, found extra gears in all these guys and, and really brought them to play to their full potential.
0: Is this his first year coaching?
1: It is. And wow. if you recall over the off season, it was he was deciding between coaching the Golden State Warriors and coaching the New York Knicks. And I think he had verbally agreed to, to go with the Knicks because his, you know, mentor Phil Jackson was there. But right. then changed his mind to stay in California because that's where his family is. And I think it's safe to say he made the right <laughs> choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially seeing, oh man, the Knicks is uh, a <laughs> record this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. no, and I think, um, I mean, even going back to the, just how great of a coach he's been, going back to like, even round one comparing... A lot of those uh, Clippers games, or even, I guess, round two, more like it, uh, when the Clippers were playing the Rockets, I kept noticing, I mean, there were such like concrete times when a coach should call a timeout, and Doc Rivers was just, I don't know, he wasn't cutting it. And I've noticed Steve Kerr has definitely not made any of those mistakes, and it seems like he's always sort of, he has his pulse on... On the momentum and knows when to make the right calls, so it's been really interesting to watch.
1: Oh, definitely, it's been as a Warriors fan, this whole season has been just unbelievable. I still don't believe that they're in the finals right now. The playoffs have been—I mean, they—they, you know—they swept the Pelicans. Um, Memphis took them to six. Rockets took them to five, I think. But it's just. Even though they've always been the better team, I've still been freaking out because I'm just not <laughs> used to my team being this successful and just so just so nervous the entire time. Even when they have a 20-point lead, I'm just waiting for them to blow it and for the other team to win. So oh
0: my gosh. Well, I will be
1: happy when this playoffs is over.
0: Well, I mean speaking Happier of, if they win. <laughs> well, what do you think your well, what are your predictions for tomorrow? Oh, I mean, it, I feel like I don't even want to jinx it in terms of, you I know. I mean, I don't know about, if
1: this is me being realistic or being cautious, but I think the Cavs will win tomorrow. Um, you know, like I said, LeBron's playing out of his mind. Um, oh, God, I don't know. I think the Cavs <laughs> will win tomorrow, but that could just be me being, you know, not wanting to jinx yeah. <laughs> um I mean... LeBron must be so pissed right now that he's playing insane basketball
0: and is probably still coming up short. Still
1: coming up short. And, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about whether he should still win the finals MVP, even if the Warriors win, which I think says a lot to how he's playing right now. Right. Um, So... I'm I'm going to say the caps, but I also plan to stop at the grocery store tomorrow to buy a bottle of champagne just in case.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds good. Kind of switching gears for just a second. Another big aspect of these sort of championship series or any sporting any sporting tournament really is is of course the commercials, and I feel like sports fans more than anyone else are a, the only people left that are probably forced to consume them during live events, and B, are forced to watch just the same commercials over and over again. I know this is something Iman definitely noticed as she has been watching the finals and the playoffs, but, like, do you have any thoughts on just the, the fact that sports fans have to sit through commercials more than anyone else?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's people out there, like my parents, who DVR games and then start them 30 minutes late so they can fast-forward through commercials. But for for people our age, probably, you can't fast-forward through commercials. So uh, I think that's why, you know, cable companies are, are concerned about losing viewers because they know sports fans will always keep them in business.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of commercials, I've also noticed that... Some of them, I mean we were kind of touching upon this but just the randomness leaves me wondering a lot of times what the commercial was about in the first place. So drawing inspiration from that, I've put together a quick little quiz for you guys. What I'm going to do is just describe the plot of a commercial and you guys try to tell me what it is for and you'll get bonus points if you can name the actual product. That it's advertising. So, like, let's say it's a watch commercial. You can say it's a a commercial for a watch. Or you can get bonus fake points for (laughs) saying it's a Rolex commercial or something like that. Okay. Alright, so I have four of these. And I think, I mean, the first one's super, I feel like it's super easy, but we'll start it off with this one. Okay, here it goes. A scantily clad woman named Hannah is sprawled on the beach while her horse, who is obviously voiced by Jemaine Clement, speaks general nonsense about the time he met his agent in Tijuana. Okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, I didn't. I was gonna guess Corona. <laughs> That would have been, I think that would have made more sense. Wait, what is it? It's DirecTV. There's no TV in that commercial. Yeah, I mean, they talk about it. I wasn't going to say she talks about cable providers and stuff. Oh. Another fun fact, did you guys know Hannah is Derek Jeter's girlfriend? What? Yeah, I I googled <laughs> this and I, I, it just came up
1: she's like 20
0: years younger than him yeah (laughs) apparently she was in like the sports illustrated swimsuit edition oh i believe it yeah (laughs) so there you go now we know who hannah is (laughs) mystery solved mystery solved (laughs) okay here's here's another one the scene is set at dawn in the streets of paris A group of children are holding tennis rackets while giggling and chasing a tennis ball. Suddenly, with the Eiffel Tower set in the background, the er, the ball rolls across the street and bumps against a man's shoe. He bends down to pick it up. It's Andre Agassi, and (gasps) Steffi Graf is standing right next to him. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Without saying anything, he hands the ball back to the children, and together... They walk hand-in-hand hand toward the clay court tennis courts that are somehow now located beneath the Eiffel Tower. Uh, oh Does Andre Agassi have a brand of shoes? No. Oh my gosh. It's I'm not a shoe commercial. I... Is, is oh. that one
1: a watch ad?
0: It is a watch ad. What? Yes. Do you know what brand?
1: Oh. I
0: don't know. I can't even think of a watch brand. Is it a Rolex? No, it's Longines. Longines.
1: not have ever guessed that in a million Why years.
0: is Steffi Graf in it? He and Steffi Graf do advertisements for it. I left I out, I kind of... Be for like their... So the only
1: part, thing. the only time you see the watch is when
0: he's picking When up he, yeah, I didn't, I thought oh, it would yeah. give it away if I said like, zoom in on the watch. Yeah. On his wrist. But yeah, that's the only time you see the watch. It, no, was, it, it was either going to be a shoe or a watch. <laughs> no, I'm glad to know that they at least zoom in on the watch because if it was just like at the end, like, what? but there is no dialogue whatsoever in this one i think i've seen this one too though that's the thing and i just assumed it was like for some andre Agassi foundation. no they played this one at least 50 million times during the french open and they'll probably play it again during wimbledon all right um this commercial i think this one is in the super bowl or is a super bowl ad so maybe it'll be a little easier uh this I'm assuming co- i can remember that. <laughs> i know but I th- obviously they've been i I saw this one again several times during the french open okay. so this commercial starts out by depicting scenes reminiscent of those described in the book of revelation there are hurricanes in nebraska snowy blizzards in africa absolute chaos as tsunamis rip through paris And a dog walking on its hind legs is walking a man on a leash crawling on all fours. Finally, a Morgan Freeman-esque man depicted as God wearing his white suit notices his battery is low. I don't know. Have have you guys seen this one? I don't
1: think I've seen it. Is it a phone like a Verizon or
0: something? The phone is close. I I guess I I can just it's it's for a brand I've never heard of called Mofi. What? Yeah. And they they don't sell phones. I thought they sold mobile phones and it was yeah. like okay. so obviously that's the premise name. obviously the premise of the commercial is saying like God's battery was low on his smartphone and that's why all that craziness was happening. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> But yeah, Mophie sells battery packs and other devices for smartphones to extend your battery life, or what's up? Okay, this is the last one, and this one I just saw yesterday, so hopefully it's fresher in your in your mind. This next commercial is called "Give and Take." It shows young people who are magically able to adjust their own noses, ears, foreheads, and eyebrows making them larger and smaller as if they were made of clay. It's described as light-hearted, but comes off as kind of creepy.
1: I remember watching this. Me and
0: too.
1: Just, I, re- I was like, what the heck <laughs> is this for? And now I can't remember. I, mean, kinda, I just
0: remember thinking, like, this is so cruel. It's basically saying, well, you'll never be perfect. Is
1: it a... What, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Was it a... Car ad? Yeah, it's a car <laughs> ad. I oh. remember, I don't know why. It, it's the 2016 Honda HRV crossover. Wow, great oh. job, Ashton.
1: <laughs> wow, I watched too much television. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I think also, generally, when in doubt, it's a car ad.
0: That's <laughs> true, especially when you're watching sports. Yeah,
1: and when it makes no sense, it's a car ad. <laughs>
0: Oh, my oh man. Oh gosh. The world needs more Don Drapers for sure. Definitely. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love the story. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode of Screen Thanks so much for joining us, Apshon. That's it it was really fun and hopefully we can do this again soon
1: yeah it was my pleasure thank you for having me and uh go warriors
0: yeah (laughs) let's let's hope they finish it off in six but but we'll we'll if not we know they'll they'll do it in seven definitely (laughs) all right well thanks very much and uh yeah we'll see you guys next time Bye. bye It's going down, face to Black Street. The homies got at me, collab creations Bump like agony, no doubt I put it down, never slouch As long as my credit can vouch That dog couldn't catch me <laughs> <laughs> Tell me who could stop with Dre making moves Attracting honeys like a magnet Giving them egasms with my mellow accent Still moving this flavor With the homies Blackstreet and Teddy The original Ruff shakers. She's down, good lord Baby got him open all over time Strictly cause you don't play around So much ground, got